the more you go after individuals or networks or whatever, like the Hydra, two, five, 10 more pop up. And now they know what your methods are. So they're even stronger. The Bitcoin network, Bitcoin itself is anti-fragile to governments. Welcome to the Better Human Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Stuckert, entrepreneur, CEO, father, coach, growth-minded, and obsessed with becoming better human. I'm here to help you level up your mind, body, and life. I want you to become a better human. I want you to wake up every day excited about getting to work, getting things done, working on yourself, and then making the world a better place around you. That's how we're going to change the future for humanity. That's how we're going to solve the biggest problems we have in 2021 and on. That's how the world's gonna become a better place for my sons and hopefully future daughters. The more better humans we have that can critically think, that are self-aware, the better chance we have at creating a future that we all deserve. Make sure you get all the updates over at colin.coach to get on the Better Human newsletter. You can also reach me anytime, colin, C-O-L-I-N, at wildfoods.co. Support the show, head over to Wild Foods and use code WILDCEO for your nutrition needs. We have local roasted Austin coffee. Our flagship product, Wild Cocotropic, is a great coffee booster or coffee replacement if you're trying to cycle coffee off, as I've been doing lately. Obsessively sourced real food products from nature to support your lifestyle needs. Let's get to the show. What's up, Sovereign Humans? Calling here for another episode. We're going to talk today about the common FUD of Bitcoin. The government won't let it happen. They're going to regulate it, tax it, do whatever, blah, blah, blah. We're going to talk about that today. What is a sovereign human? What's the goal of the show? What am I trying to accomplish here? What do I want you to accomplish? I want you to become a sovereign, mobile, global citizen. I want you to become the sovereign individual, which is actually a book written about it by the same name, which I highly recommend you read. I want you to have your passport. I want you to have some, maybe a little bit of silver, but mostly Bitcoin. I want you to be a mobile citizen that can go anywhere. You can go where you're treated best. So if your government jurisdiction so if your government or jurisdiction you're living in right now decides to enact some crazy things, and actually with the current administration in 2021, as I record this, uh, uh, I don't even want to get into it. It's, it's potentially scary stuff. But it's going to make our family unit better. We're looking up backup options in other countries. And honestly, when you're born into a country, you feel like like that's the only place you can be, and it, it's the end-all, be-all. But I think anybody that has traveled a lot, and I haven't traveled a lot. I've traveled a little bit. I think you kind of see through that and it opens up your eyes to the possibilities and you become less afraid of your own government or jurisdiction because there's so many options out there. And now in the digital world we live in, uh, it's just amazing. So I want you to have the mindset that protects your family and your wealth from government, from a violation of your rights, from natural law. I want you to have human sovereignty for yourself and your family. In the world we live in, it's most likely that you're going to need your financial sovereignty as the foundation. And if you actually think about it, it is the foundation of everything because that is how you would travel somewhere else or get in and out of a place or set up a new life. Your financial sovereignty is the most important thing because that can buy the resources you need and it can get you the places that are safer and get you out of the places that are unsafe. On the show, we cover Bitcoin, fiat dollars, government, freedom of speech, censorship, history, dangerous socialism, communism, and how those that don't understand first principles are bound to make many, many mistakes in life. This is not a show 
for SJWs or politically correct culture. This is a show to actually challenge all those really bad ideas for what they are. Bad ideas. Free markets, first principles thinking, getting down to the basics of things we know for sure, instead of spending so much time on what it could have should have and maybes and what ifs. It's amazing the amount of energy that the human mind will put into a what if or a maybe as a justification for not taking action. That's just lazy thinking. It's going to make you more fragile. You're going to miss opportunities. And then you're going to be trying to catch up as the rest of the world hopping on the same small limited boat. In the case of Bitcoin, you'll be buying Bitcoin when it's $500,000 a coin. And I was buying it at $4,000, $5,000, even $50,000. You're going to be trying to renew your passport, get your passport when 5 million other Americans are doing that all at the same time. And so that you're waiting literally two years to get something back that is the only way you can get in or out of a country legally. You're going to be sitting in line at the grocery store for hours to get toilet paper and food when things go really bad that way. These are all examples of fragile, last-minute, non-prepared, small-minded, closed-minded thinking. So make sure you get on the Better Human newsletter over at Colin.coach where I have my health segment, where my health and mindset, which is the Better Human brand and podcast, and then now the Sovereign Human, which is my show on all these things, free markets and capitalists and money and Bitcoin. You'll get all that on the Better Human newsletter, which is my hub my central hub. Every Saturday. Get it. You won't regret it. So today is government will want it to happen. Now, I put out a poll on my Instagram recently, something to the effect of what's your biggest confusion around Bitcoin or question unanswered. And I got a few good replies there. But this one stuck out, which is from an old high school friend of mine that has been following my stuff. And it's funny because it's like, he has such a fixed mindset, but I can... I can tell that I'm eroding it away. I, I can just tell. Like, even though he kind of comes at me with like a negative fixed mindset of like reasons why things won't work all the time. And I always respond. I don't really engage or get into long debates or anything. I just usually respond once and then ignore anything else that, that he says. But, but he's a smart dude. So I'm like, I feel that there's hope for him. <laughs> and not that he needs saving. He can think whatever he wants, right? And he can get on way later with everyone else when he finally sees the truth. That's fine. But it is fun for me. It's almost a game to try to get people to open up a little bit and change their mind, right? It's not something that I'm investing of energy in and I'm getting attached to the outcome because that would be very dumb. That would want to be very stoic and people don't change their mind when you want them to change their mind, no matter how smart or how logical you think you are and they aren't. It just doesn't happen. So I don't invest any energy into the outcome, but I do appreciate the challenge to try to do that because it makes me a better speaker communicator. It helps me refine my ideas. It helps me better in debate and arguments, et cetera. So his, his statement wasn't actually a question. It was something to the effect of there's no way the U.S. government is going to let this compete with the U.S. dollar. And there's a lot to that. So I'm going to do my best to try to unpack that. You can watch any of Michael Saylor's videos on YouTube. I highly recommend you do. I got to give him massive credit for actually really pushing me over to the maximalist edge. I was I was a maximalist before, but I wasn't as worried about owning gold, silver, and even dollars as much. And he kind of changed my mind on that. And now like I'm way more on the worried about inflation end of the spectrum and even inflation of gold and silver. So this is what I responded. All right, so let's hypothetically say that the US tries to ban Bitcoin, all right? So they ban it and then what do they do? to every other country in the world, they give every other country in the world an advantage. It's tax revenue, right? There's commerce through the actual mining. And then now the rest of the world 
has access to one of the strongest, probably the best asset ever created in the history of mankind. It's the best form of money. It's the highest form of energy storage ever created. It would basically be like the government not embracing the internet or trying to ban the internet or doing things like China does, right? Uh, the U.S. government actually invented the internet. I believe it was DARPA. And they wisely released it to the wild and then it flourished. And look at how many trillions of dollars of economic prosperity and tax revenue it brought to America. I mean, I would actually, I would venture to say that if we hadn't done that, America wouldn't be the number one superpower. China, I believe, would be crushing us right now. I mean, they had mobile phones and they have all these different things. They've had this stuff for years before we kind of got hip to it. We just were able to capture the value of the internet and just accelerate a massive amount of power and innovation in a very short period of time. So the government trying to write some law or do something, especially at this point after it's become so mainstream and big institutions hold it, billion dollar funds, and there's all this regu regulatory stuff that that banks now are investing in products to offer to their customers, custodian issues, Fidelity's in it, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo's gonna be in it soon, et cetera. That's a lot to co go back on, right? And what we would do by going back on it is we would just give all those opportunities to other countries and other companies in other countries, right? So imagine if uh, there was a privacy for Bitcoin, and this is kind of leading to my next point. There are services that can make Bitcoin anonymous, right? So it's just this idea that like the government can ban it or whatever. They can maybe tax or ban things you've bought in the past, but you could then liquidate that. I mean, what are they going to tell you? Like you can't sell it. Like you just have to give it to them or whatever. So, so you liquidate it and you get money for it and you can liquidate it to private wallets that you then own that they can't even trace and they can't prove who got it or didn't get it or what. And this leads me to the next point of just how anti-fragile and how much like the Hydra Bitcoin is and even the internet. Let's get back to the idea of the internet. So to actually kill Bitcoin, you'd have to basically shut down the internet indefinitely. And even then it could still survive on a hard drive and a couple computers could link together and you could still have the ledger and et cetera. It's just code, right? So there was a very famous case for encryption software, right? So this company, I forgot the name of the company, but they were selling this encryption software and the government was trying to label it as a, like a weapon so that they could then prevent the export to other countries because they didn't want other countries getting this encryption software. And the company, which was very big into privacy and encryption, they thought this was nonsense and so they fought it in court. And there was a very pivotal moment in the, I believe it was the lawyer for the defense, which would have been or the plaintiff. I don't actually know who was suing who. I assume that the company was suing the government. So this would have been the plaintiff. This would have been probably the company that wrote the code. The lawyer stood up and said, here's a piece of paper that represents the entire source code for this entire product. How can this be made illegal? I mean, think about it from just a physical perspective. Like you're not gonna keep, it's like, it's like basically trying to outlaw the Bible or something, right? Well, I'll get to that. That's actually the next point I wanna make. This source code, right? Like one, you're gonna have a very hard time outlawing it because you can just literally send it to somebody in, 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 on a piece of paper somewhere. Like good luck enforcing that. And then it's gonna be out there and it's gonna proliferate. So you're not actually preventing anything with that. You can prevent some companies trying to sell it, right? But what one of the judges, I believe it was the Supreme Court, one of the judges deemed or ruled that this was protected under freedom of speech, right? It was just numbers and letters on a piece of paper. 
And that was a very pivotal moment for protecting software, open source, et cetera. And Bitcoin is very much like that. So from a practical perspective, you're not actually outlawing anything. It's kind of like the Gold Act in 1933, where like, yeah, Americans were supposed to turn in their gold and get money or whatever, but very few people did it. Like talk about nearly impossible to enforce. All you do with that kind of stuff is move it underground. And just like with drugs, like has the war on drugs worked? In fact, a lot of people that have looked into this stuff, the war on drugs has made it worse because now you have a lot more dangerous drugs and it's all underground. There's no regulation around it. Like you would have been better off just taxing this, regulating it and making it accessible for everybody. And that would have been the best thing. And it wouldn't have been perfect, but guess what? Everybody can drink soda. It's not illegal to drink soda, yet people kill themselves with soda. If people want to kill themselves with drugs or whatever, they're going to do that. If they want to sit inside their home every single day, all day, not even get out of bed and waste away, are we supposed to then mandate that people like exercise and only eat certain foods or whatever? That's when we're going to become a completely totalitarian society where everything is controlled and mandated by the government and whoever's running the government decides how things should be and how people should live their lives. And if you lived in America for any period of time, you know that is antithetical to everything this country is founded on and nobody's going to go for that and there will be revolution and revolt and it won't work it just won't work it defies natural law and that's what bitcoin is bitcoin is like saying you can't use fire like or, or even just heat like it's illegal to use heat you need permission or whatever it's like what go fuck yourself that's what it is like i'm gonna build a fire where i fuck i want like i'm gonna do what i want you're not gonna actually prevent me and you can say you can find me or whatever but i'm still gonna do it it's like speeding tickets. Okay, if there's a speeding ticket, I'm trying to think of some other good analogies, but like, let's say you're just driving somewhere and you have to get to the hospital because your, your son or your child is in your car, very hurt. It's illegal to speed, right? But I'm going to speed. And there's absolutely nothing anybody's going to do about it. You can throw me in jail after if it becomes a high-speed chase, but you better believe I'm getting to that hospital and I don't give a fuck about what happens. And I speak for myself in this regard, but I assume most parents would do the same thing. Today's show is sponsored by Wild Foods Co. Real food, superfoods from around the world, and particularly the Wild Cocotropic, which is one of our flagship products. So this is a coffee replacement and or booster. You can use it in the morning if you're trying to reduce your caffeine intake or cycle coffee from time to time, as I do. You can also use it the way I do, which when I'm having coffee and I want to put some butter in it, I want to do kind of a keto coffee, I'm going to throw in about a tablespoon of Cocotropic as well. And it's just a delicious cocoa beverage that gives me that mental boost from the chaga and the reishi. And I got some maca and turmeric in there. It's mood and concentration. And it helps also actually mitigate the effects of a too much caffeine spike. So if I'm adding to coffee, for example, and you get that quick spike, and then you kind of come down, you have a little bit of that crash and you have the afternoon slump. A very cool thing inside the Cocotropic is the theobromine and the L-theane, which are inside cocoa and part of why People love cocoa and talk about how healthy it is for you. And these help you actually release caffeine uh, slowly. They, they help mitigate the effects of the caffeine crash so that instead of coming down hard, you're going to have the caffeine intake at more of a steady pace and it's gonna help mitigate the up and down as much. It's just an awesome thing. So if you're looking to replace your coffee with something that's delicious and still has a little bit of caffeine, because cocoa has a little bit of caffeine, it's about, I would say, one uh, fourth to sixth the amount of coffee generally. You also have those unique properties of the cocoa that help it so you're not crashing too hard. This is the perfect way to start your day. It's also the perfect way to upgrade your coffee and help mitigate the crash just a little bit. And it's just delicious, it's awesome. It's raw, organic, non-alkalized cocoa powder. 
with wild chaga and reishi, medicinal mushrooms that are also great for focus and all of the health benefits that they're revered for as well. And then it's got some maca and turmeric in there to round it out. Got an amazing flavor profile. We have some customers that drink this straight up with hot water. I mean, it's amazing. So you can also bake with it, make recipes. It is truly an amazing product, an amazing blend, now with 100% organic ingredients. You can get a huge bag of eight ounces for only $19.99 over at wildfoods.co, and as well as a 16 ounce, which is only $29.99. And then if you use code WILDCEO, you'll get 12% off your entire order. And if you want it conveniently to ship to you every single month so you don't run out, we also have auto ship options as well. So head over to wildfoods.co, see Cocotropic in the shop page right there. Use code WILDCEO for 12% off your entire order. You'll be supporting the show and you'll also be supporting small producers that grow ingredients the right way, small farmers. And that's exactly what we need to do to change the big consolidated food industry, which is one of our missions at Wild Foods is to help people eat real food, get back in the kitchen and to help support small farmers. So again, wildfoods.co, use code WILDCEO for 12% off your entire order. So there's a practical enforceability and, or I should say lack thereof, right? Which makes this ridiculous. So it's one of those things that the government needs to wisely adopt, accept, try to get tax revenue from, regulate, protect consumers, and then get another massive advantage on the global scale. And yeah, the fiat dollar system will collapse. Governments don't have a choice in that matter though. There's probably a lot in government that know this and that don't really like how it's a fiat system, but it's going to keep going this way until it breaks. And there's going to be a new paradigm shift and the politicians are going to have to change their tone and they're not going to be able to just give people checks and say, oh, look, there you go, pacifier, $1,200, whatever. That will eventually break down. And guess what? Probably the best thing that the American government could do at that point is to peg the US dollar or whatever new currency we come up with to Bitcoin. And then we will never have the problems of inflation or mismanagement or printing of whatever. Most people in government are there trying to keep power and they care about the perception of the public. That, that's a very common thing. You do things based on what the public perceives and what you think they think that you want you to do and not do whatever. If it enters a consciousness that inflation is destroying the wealth of the country and people are spending $20 on a gallon of milk or whatever, the government is going to have incentive to fix it. And there's problems with a gold-backed currency and silver-backed currency. It's possible, but there are problems with that. Bitcoin's actually the perfect solution. And there's a lot of very smart people that already get this. Real quick, back to the enforceability of it. Okay, so we are already established that it can actually benefit governments that are more hip to it. It's going to be a massive advantage if you let your citizens adopt it and you're kind of close to it versus trying to ban it and outlaw it and then just making it go underground and make it become more stronger basically against you. You wanna be as close to it as possible. So if it is your enemy, it's that old saying, you know, keep your friends close, your enemies closer. The other thing about the enforceability is, let's say that the US government, and there's a lot of holders of Bitcoin in, in the United States, they ban this. What do you think is gonna happen in the market? How's the market gonna respond? Well, the Bitcoin network itself has incentive to keep the price high because they're the miners, they protect the network. So maybe they collectively decide that we need to have a privacy feature to this and they incorporate some much needed privacy feature or they have, there's some things where you can do like a tumbler where the things get moved in a different way. It's still trackable through the ledger, but you can't really tell who gets what. The, the coins are kind of tumbled in this digital thing where they go to different people. The free market, either through the Bitcoin itself or 
through things built on top of the Bitcoin or connected into Bitcoin would create a privacy feature where basically I assume, I bet you that within a week, within a week, every US holder of Bitcoin in the world would then be protected by doing nothing because the Bitcoin network itself would adapt or there would be a third party solution that would rise up and everybody would use that. And then the government's sitting here going, well, now we know, don't know who has what or any, you know, like, and now we have to track down thousands and thousands of people, maybe millions of people and try to investigate all these things, or whatever. Like you just don't have the manpower. It's not practical. And Bitcoin moves at the speed of light. You can literally change things with a button. Like you really think that moving target is going to be addressable by the bloat that is government and bureaucracy and law enforcement. Like, come on, it's ridiculous. This leads me to my last point. So the internet was one of the greatest creations of mankind, and it's going to bring more prosperity and sovereignty to more humans than almost anything in history. Bitcoin, Bitcoin is the next evolution. And th these technologies, internet, Bitcoin, and the other things that are going to come out of that through the decentralized nature of the internet and the protocols and just this entirely new way of thinking, this new paradigm has been predicted, was predicted in The Sovereign Individual, which is a book written, I believe, in the 90s. I think this was when the internet was just getting going. The authors looked at history. They looked at the different revolutions. There's things like the fourth turning and things like that. And they saw how the decentralized nature of the internet and the spreading out and the deglobalization and the breaking down of the consolidated power structures, which were a thing of the past, the internet breaks them down. It erodes them away. Bitcoin does this through money. And this is actually the... And this is actually the highest form of protection for the average person is to own and control his or her money. Because governments have always manipulated it. They can tax it. They can outlaw it. They can take it from you. They can inflate the money supply, which steals out of your pocket, which they're already doing. And Bitcoin solves all those problems. It gives the power to the individual, unlike we've ever seen in the history of mankind. It's the best asset ever created. And that's why I hold most of my wealth in Bitcoin. Now, I probably didn't do the greatest job even explaining this. There's a lot of other technical ways to de defeat this ar argument. Um, it's just not practical. Government's already showing that, or well, I should say the U.S. government's already showing that they're getting on board and they're going to facilitate it and keep it close by. America's founded on personal property. Bitcoin is property. And that's how it's treated through the IRS. It's how it's being treated and all the different regulatory stuff. It is property. America is founded on the protection of personal property. We'd have to basically rewrite the Constitution and overturn, what, hundreds of years or a couple hundred years of case law. Why? Because it might be a threat to the U.S. dollar. Gold's a threat to the U.S. dollar. That's, that's legal to own. So is silver. Real estate and stocks to an extent. They're assets where you store wealth. And if the dollar collapses, those are going to skyrocket in value. So you could say that they are a storage vessel that is contrary to the dollar. So if people lose faith in the dollar, they plunge in. So when people lose faith in the dollar, they plow into those assets. So does that mean we start allowing owning real estate? Does that mean we destroy the stock market? Like, it's just a nonsensical argument when you take it to its end and you dive a little bit into it. Finally, the government won't let it happen or the government will never let it happen. This statement doesn't quite understand what the decentralized nature of the internet and now Bitcoin brings to the masses. 
For every one person you knock down or take away their wall or whatever, five more pop up, and then they're probably going to be anonymous. And then on and on and on and on. Just like the war on drugs. Everyone drug dealer you put in jail, five more pop up. It's an anti-fragile system. You actually make it stronger. The more you go after individuals or networks or whatever, like the Hydra, two, five, ten more pop up. And now they know what your methods are, so they're even stronger. The Bitcoin network, Bitcoin itself, is anti-fragile to governments. It is the most anti-fragile, decentralized, amazing thing that we've ever created in the history of mankind. That's all I got for today. I hope I dispelled this FUD for you. Colin.coach, get on the newsletter. Wild foods are better foods and supplements for better humans. Get your nutritional ducks in a row and the peace of mind that comes from the wild sourcing standard, our obsessive dedication to quality. No matter your goal, we have the tools you need to achieve the next level in your health and fitness and longevity. Now, a couple of recommendations that I use on a regular basis are our wild cocotropic, a superfood cocoa and functional mushroom elixir that you can use to make your own delicious keto coffee, adaptogenic drink, smoothie, shake. You can even bake with it. You can add it to coffee. You can use it to replace coffee. The sky is the limit. This is something you want to keep in your pantry at all times and add a scoop and add it to whatever you want whenever you want. Next up is our wild prebiotic probiotic. They say that your immune system is in your gut, making sure you're supporting that with good bugs, both pre and probiotic. Both are important. I take one of these each day, sometimes twice a day to keep my gut health in tip top shape. And finally, we have our wild multis. I take the once a day for men. It's a daily multivitamin and multimineral made from whole foods and not synthetic fake nonsense the way you see most of the multivitamins in the market are made today. There's also a digestive enzyme in there, and this is sourced from over 29 fruits and vegetables. I take one every day for nutritional insurance. You can buy these a la carte on the website, or if you want a custom subscription that comes to you every single month, we can help you do that as well. Reach out to us, Colin at wildfoods.co. That's one L. Head over to wildfoods.co and use code BETTERHUMAN for 12% off your entire order.